Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty's Social Impact Pioneers podcast series. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. These interviews with social impact pioneers provide you with insights, different perspectives, advice, and maybe a little inspiration, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are tackling some of the world's biggest social challenges so that you can learn from those who have been there before, helping you in your decision-making and action-taking. Hello and welcome. We have a special series of podcast conversations for you, recorded live during the Business Fights Poverty Global Goals Summit 2023, where we were joined by members of the community in New York and also globally online. I hope you enjoy them. And also, I really welcome your feedback. During this particular conversation, we explore two of the globe's most pressing and vital issues. How do we make sure that we all have enough to eat as our population continues to swell and grow? So how do we create food security whilst also ensuring that farmers who are producing that food have enough to live on, enough to be able to tackle and create resiliency to our biggest challenges, whether climate change, conflict or disease. This conversation is between Michelle Grog and Cesar Galavith. Michelle leads Cargill's corporate responsibility and sustainable development practice and is the executive director of the Cargill Foundation. So Cargill is one of the world's biggest food companies. They connect farmers with markets customers with ingredients and, well, families with daily essentials. Cargill have over 160,000 team members. They work in around 66 countries. So food is their focus. Food security and farmer livelihoods are deep priorities. And importantly, we're going to hear from Cesar. Cesar is a rancher, farmer and agronomist from Mexico. He's the president of the Association of Farmers of the Rio Fuerte Sur. And so, over to the conversation as we start by hearing from Cesar. Oh, we are so delighted to have you join here. And Cesar, I wondered whether I I could start the conversation. Introduce yourself a bit, Cesar, but also why, why are you interested in joining a conversation about that challenge of trying to solve for both livelihoods, so farmers earning enough money to be able to have a good, good life, um, and also food security, so really creating enough food to actually feed the, the world population. Cesar, what does that mean to you? Well, uh, first, I'd like to introduce myself, if it's okay. My name is Cesar Galaviz from uh, Smochis, Sinaloa, Mexico. I'm a third-generation farmer. I have more than 20 years as a producer of corn, beans, sorghum, and some mango. In my region, we have a great variety of crops such as vegetables, fruits, and grains, which make, makes us the most productive region in Mexico and dedicated to the field and livestock since I was young. And I have instilled in myself respect for the land, love for the crop, and perseverance for the harvest. And... Uh, Throughout my experience as an agronomist and leader of institutions in the field, 
I have been allowed to actively participate in projects to improve in the agricultural sector. And this is why is, uh, this, this is important for me to be with you and everybody right now uh, online, that a farmer voice can be heard anywhere. So right now, farmers are very concerned that society and, and many people around the world can hear from us what is going on in, in agriculture. And, and Cesar, we're listening. So um, a massive, massive thank you for joining us here today. It's, it's vital um, that we hear from you. And, and Michelle, I wanted to bring you in at this point. I mean, how do you come to be part of Cargill and, and leading the push on sustainability and responsible business? And what brings you to this conversation today about that, the, the challenges of, of solving for both livelihoods and food security? Thanks, Katie. It's such a pleasure to be here with, with everybody. Um, so thanks for making time. There's a lot of, lot going on. So we're excited to have you here. And I'm so excited to have to have Cesar here. We talk a lot about farmer livelihoods and often farmers aren't at the table. And so it's really a priority for us at Cargill that when we're talking about this, talking about these issues, that they are represented in these conversations. So um, as Katie said, I'm Michelle Grog. I lead corporate responsibility for Cargill. We're a fairly sizable food and agriculture company operating all over the world. We have a purpose to nourish the world in a safe, responsible, and sustainable way. And the only way that we can do that is if we put farmers at the center of that work. We have conflict, we have climate change, we have supply chain disruptions, and all of those challenges our farmers are facing every single day. So it's important that they are key to the conversation and that and that we really listen. And so it was important for us to have to have Cesar here today. Cargill's focused on farmer livelihoods and food security. Um, we're also uh, focused on things like regenerative agriculture practices. We're focused on climate, land, and water. So really, it's how do we feed a growing population and do that within planetary boundaries. And so that's why I'm here. Um, it's a purpose-driven company, and um, I come to work every day thinking about that alongside my my great team. Thank you. And and more to that, I mean, this is the start. This conversation is you guys are getting the sneak peek on this because. Uh, this is the open invite to come and join a bit of work that we're we're trying to look at, trying to solve for some of that that knotty question. So if you are interested in this subject, don't just sit here listening to us today. Put your hand up, lean in, get into the chat now, say yes, you want to be part of it, because we are going to have a bunch of follow-up to this. We're going to have uh, small roundtable discussions. We're going to have uh, pieces of research going on. We want you to be part of this because we cannot solve this if we just stick with with looking at the kind of situation normal. And, and Cesar, I wanted to bring you in at this point because situation normal is massively changing. We, I, I mentioned right at the beginning, you know, this, this, this tricky situation that we are in with climate change changing things, conflicts ripping out sort of everybody at the knees, massive population growth, et cetera. From your personal experience, what does, does, have you experienced that? And what does this look like on the ground in your own, in your own reality? Yeah, yeah. Like you said, we have uh, been going on like uh, situations like COVID, like uh, war conflicts and climate change. And I would like to to speak a little bit of uh, each of those uh, topics. Uh, in this uh, globalized world, any situation that that occurs in any region of the world affects us all. And if we talk about COVID. It is like uh, uh, talking about a a real turning point. Since the way of production was altered by the sanitary restrictions, 
many many lives of, of people in the field were affected. We had uh, very human losses, even the confinement. Of course, the drastic change in the working process represented a real significant expense for 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 us as a farmers who uh, which produce uh, uh, food. And without any doubt, we have the war conflict, which which uh, had a direct impact on agriculture, especially the conflict we are currently experiencing right now between Russia and Ukraine is a highly agricultural region and one of the main producers of fertilizers and grains and something that affects us, the, the Mexican region, even more, where also produce cereals. We have been negatively affected by increases in production and production costs and the downward variation of the of the dollar, which influences the international prices of corn. If we talk about uh, climate change, I can tell you that this is what has affected us the most here in Mexico. The damage caused by the lack of rain is leading us to reduce our planting areas which uh, has a direct impact on us simply because without water, there's no agriculture. We have high, high high temperatures that are transforming the climate in our regions, making the, the land more arid, more desert-like. Desert and this is time to act and adapt to a new way of producing food. And we need to be more sustainable and also friendly with the environment. But if we don't do something right now, it can be too late for uh, for the future, for tomorrow. And uh, with all these uh, these topics that we are we are talking about, this uh, affect the world economy. And any transformation to the normal order of production can be catastrophic getting big catastrophic thank you i mean if that doesn't pretty much sum it up michelle I, i'm cesar thank you very much for sharing that and it is that kind of that gut-wrenching you know that it's not just the longevity but it's affecting all every single person in this room you know who could get online who have the privilege to be able to do that let alone everybody else because effectively it, it, it impacts your literally your ability to eat right now and how much that's going to cost you so cesar thank you uh, so much michelle i want to turn to you if that's not the why and the reason, I don't really know what is, but my next question really is, I mean, why in terms of farmer livelihoods and uh, food security, is this so important to, to the work that you're doing, but also in terms of why everybody else needs to get involved as well? Yeah, well, I think Cesar just really highlighted it. There's really a sense of urgency and a real need for action. So there's lots of commitments out there, but really we need to focus on how can we make progress um, and as we think about the work that we do with farmers, we're focused on three main things. So we're focused on the profitability of farmers. They have to earn a good income, right? So what can we do to help support that? So whether that's um, alternative income, whether that is um, having the right incentives, different ways to just ensure that that they are that they are profitable. The second is around inclusion, making sure that there's the right inclusion in in our in our supply chain. So that that may be gender 
In the United States, we have a program called the Black Farmer Equity Initiative, but we're really focused on how do we make sure that we have inclusion um, in our approach to supporting farmers. And then finally, it's about resilience on the farm and some of the important things that um, Cesar just talked about that, that we can do with and in partnership with farmers. Cesar talked about the war in Ukraine, and I will tell you that a new area of focus for us has been to invest in demining education for farmers. That is not something that we did before. And so the impacts on um, productivity in that part of the world, the impact on soil health there, there's going to be some long-term challenges there as well. So I think as I, as I think about what, what Cesar said, it's really about taking action. And what are the things that all of us can do to help partner with and work alongside farmers to improve their, their ability to be successful and profitable? If they're not successful, um, we don't have enough food. That's all of us. So we really need to invest in that. And, and Bill, bring that back in then, Cesar, in terms of like being successful, from your experience and from the work that you're doing with other farmers and, and, and producers in your area, I mean, what are the, some, of, some of the things that you're trying to do in order to try and solve for both that sort of food security, say production levels, et cetera, but also for livelihood, say earning a good profit and, and making some money and, and being able to have a good life, quite frankly, Cesar? What we're looking for uh, as a farmers in, in our region is to promote, promote the crop technification so we can improve our, our seeds and the use of, uh, to the use of our agro inputs that allow us to reduce production costs and generate higher yields. The use of certified seeds can give us greater security and confidence when we are when we are planting, since having the high quality seed generates higher yields, this is something that we we always take care of, because with a with a better seed quality, we cannot improve our yields. So we also something that we are also carrying out in Sinaloa, in my region, is the uh, agriculture precision, such as the application of agricultural inputs through drones that allow greater coverage and reduce costs. We also have the digital tools such as the GPS, satellite GPS for soil preparation, fertilization, planting, and harvesting. And we can also be more, we optimize the use of agricultural machinery. This allows us to, to take full the, the full advantage of the mechanical equipment, which are used to perform various activities in the production process, reducing the time and cost in the, the services where that we are uh, providing. And I would like to, to point out that we carry out the conservation tillage, which is the planting annual crops with a minimum tillage. Or, or direct tillage on the residue that we have on the previous harvest. This is something that, that can be production, the reduction of the costs, the costs and, the, in, and increasing yields. Really throwing everything at it then, like combining all of the possible thinking, know-how, technology, all of it. Michelle, I think you've got a question uh, for Cesar now. I, I'm going to hand over to Michelle to do the next bit. I do. Well, I, you know, I think as we talk about this and I've said, we really want to make sure that the farmer voice is at the table as we're talking about solutions and what needs to happen. So Cesar, I just want to give you a moment to say, what is it that you want this audience to know? What do you want them to understand about, about the work and the, the incredible efforts that, that you are 
doing in order to make sure that we can continue to feed people and have have thriving farms? What do you want them to know? Well, uh, water for for us is is very important for for food production, and and it is it is very clear uh, to us that the 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 water cycle has has been affected by the climate change right now, as well as the uh, the phenomenon like El Nino that we are presenting in our region. Uh, we carry out actions that are that are targeted to to its care, mainly uh, to avoid the contamination and its efficient inefficient use and avoid waste in agricultural production, such as the use of pressurized and sprinkler irrigation, which saves and makes the use of water more efficient. And of course, it can improve yields. So I, I think that it's everyone's responsibility from those, from those of us who can apply the biofertilizers when producing food to improve the soil. And we can nourish our crops and care for the health of the consumers. Those who are responsible for the marketing and the industry of the crops, we must all take care of the environment. This planet is our home, and this is, this is time to start acting together before it's too late. We, as farmers, are willing to, to do whatever it takes. Uh, we're doing our job. And around the world, uh, between between every every farmer around the world, and I think the companies companies and farmers can work together so the environment can be more taken taken care of. And we also concern about the future of the new generations. From now on, uh, I think sustainability must be fundamental for every company and for us as a farmers. And just so, so well said as well. So if anybody's listening and this is not resonating with you, well, it should be. <laughs> um, Cesar, I want to invite you now to ask Michelle a question. What would you like to, what, what question would you like to ask Michelle? Well, I, I, I would like to ask a question and this is, uh, why does organization like Cargill need to work with others to try to address farmer livelihood and food security. Thanks, Cesar. I think, why do we need that? Because we need people like you, that's for sure. We absolutely need need to partner. We can't do this alone. And Cargill um, invests in partnerships with NGOs, with, with farmers like Cesar, with organizations like the Global Farmer Network. And that's actually how I got to meet Cesar. It's a wonderful organization that is working to raise the voice and really amplify some of the needs and opportunities from farmers. And so we, we know that it's going to take investment from private sector, from civil society, um, and from governments. And I think that's the one thing I want to say, too, is that we really have a role around advocacy. And I think we've invested in a lot of really good programs. There's a lot of great pilots out there. Um, but really, we also need that enabling environment. And so we need the right policies in place. We need governments who, who can help support farmers like, like Cesar um, in order to um, continue to make progress against sustainable agriculture. So. We need partnerships. That's for sure, Cesar. Thank you. And we need more voices yes. like you. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, and this, is, this is something that I, I like to uh, 
to say more. This this has to be as an ally, uh, farmers, uh, government, and 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 companies like like you, the industry that we need to work together so we can we can do something for agriculture. We can do something for food security. Every single year, population is is increasing a lot, and to be able as a farmer to produce food for for society is getting every single year is getting getting worse and the difficulties we are struggling and every single year gets even higher so we have to work together so we can have this uh, food security in place yeah we're not just here for a nice time that's right. Uh, so my f- final question to both of you then, like what, what would be your kind of call to action to anybody who's listening to this conversation today? What should they do differently or what do to help and lean in and be part of it? Michelle, perhaps you first. And then Cesar, if you don't mind, you're going to close it out for us. Yeah, I would just say, please, um, please join with us. Um, as you heard, we've got some um, additional opportunities to be engaged. We really want to invite you to do that. Please use your voice. Please ask questions. Please, when you're sitting in rooms like this and we're talking about what farmers need to do, make sure that farmers are at the table so that we can hear and we can really listen to what they think is needed. They're the experts. Um, we are here to work alongside them. So I would just say, please, please engage. Lovely. Thank you. Cesar, the final words to you. What What would you say well, to everybody listening? I think uh, another call of action can be that we need public uh, policies to support us as a farmers because uh, governments... The food production of their people must be a priority. This is something that that needs to be uh, be working right now uh, as a government level. And like I said, companies and farmers can work together with them. So this is very important for us right now. Thank you. Thank you very much to both of you for joining us today and and for so generously sharing your stories and important calls to action. So for anybody who's listening, as I mentioned at the beginning. This is a an ongoing piece. This is not just let's come and listen to these guys today and have a nice time. This is lean in and be part of this. Whether it's partnering, like you've heard um, earlier, you know, bring in your partnering expertise. What do you know about that? Bringing the expertise about like how do you rebuild from conflict and, and challenging pieces? Bring in your expertise from supply chains. Bring in your expertise from whatever walk of life you have, because these are some of the most difficult questions that we need to solve for right now. We are desperate. So please do get in touch. You will at least have had my email address at some point over the last hour long. Send me a message, get in touch, be part of this. Um, it, it, it's not for just those who are working in agriculture at all. The, the whole point of this is just bring... bring Everybody eats. Yeah, bring your experience. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for your time today. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Susan. Katie. And if you like what you've heard today, please do rate and subscribe to us. I would also love to hear your feedback. So please do drop me a line at any time. I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org. Many thanks. Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. 